Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. That led to last Tuesday's double stabbing at a metro at Metro Center. D.C. school kids now have more time to get their mandatory vaccinations. This is Kyle Cooper. A second bomb threat at Howard University. How campus leaders are responding. I'm Melissa Howell. The Fed chair says more interest rates on the way. Wall Street tanks. Good morning. It's one o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. Much of the Mar-a-Lago affidavit was redacted, but enough shows the government's concerns. Documents were there illegally. CBS's Scott McFarland. Inside those 15 boxes, according to this newly unsealed affidavit, there were 184 unique documents bearing classification markings, including 67 of them marked as confidential, 92 marked as secret, 25 marked as top secret. What's more, according to the affidavit, several of the documents contained what appeared to be the former president's handwritten notes. Trump supporters denounced the release, calling it a blatant abuse of power of the Justice Department. Wall Street ended the week with its worst day in months. CBS's business reporter Jason Brooks. The market suffered its worst sell-off since May, with the Dow taking a more than 1,000-point plunge after Fed Chair Jerome Powell warned during his Jackson Hole speech that U.S. households and businesses could feel more pain as the Fed maintains its aggressive fight against inflation, with higher interest rates likely softening the labor market and slowing economic growth. A pipeline company has pleaded guilty to flooding California beaches with blobs of oil. KCBS-TV's Michelle Geely reports from Huntington Beach. And I think it's great that they uh, admitted they're at fault because we lost business. Joe Lee's family owns Zach's Beachfront Concession Stand steps from the Huntington Beach Pier. The snack bar, bike rental, and surf shop had several days without any customers when the pipeline leaked last October. Late Friday, less than a year after the spill, the Texas-based oil company Amplify Energy that owns the pipeline off of the Huntington Beach shoreline and two subsidiaries agreed to pay $13 million in fines. The CDC is seeing cases of monkeypox falling in New York and Chicago, but they're worried about one segment of the population. At the moment, black Americans account for around one-third of monkeypox cases. But so far, only around 10% of monkeypox vaccine doses have been given to African Americans. The information comes from the Centers for Disease Control. Experts say there are several possible reasons. It could be the result of where the shots are being offered and how they are being publicized. Another factor there could be a lack of trust in doctors and public health officials. Steve Futterman, CBS News. And beginning next week, USA Today says the Biden administration will stop taking orders for free COVID-19 tests at covidtest.gov. They want to reserve tests for a potential rise in infections in the fall. This is CBS News. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring system helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. As the war in Ukraine endures. I'm afraid. 
if you want to win uh, the, the fight, you, you need to, to be alive. Concern continues worldwide. Support of the whole world, it helps a lot. WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green has exclusive frontline analysis from sources across the battlefields of Ukraine. Russia is struggling, and even as they continue struggling, there's no sign they're shutting this war down anytime soon. WTOP News, we take you there. WTOP at 103. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. August 27th. Welcome in. Mostly cloudy, muggy, overnight, early morning. Possible shower before we hit daybreak. Lows before we're done, 60s and 70s. We're at 79 now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your weekend morning ride, topping the local stories that we're following for you as we ride into this Saturday together. We begin with D.C. school kids starting classes in the fall on Monday. They now have more time to get their routine and COVID vaccinations before the city enforces its no-shots, no-school policy. With thousands of students not in compliance in school starting Monday, D.C. Deputy Mayor for Education Paul Kine says the timeline is changing. To reduce the number of students who could potentially be excluded from school at any one time and to align schools and LEAs to one unified notification and exclusion timeline, we are implementing a staggered enforcement. Younger students grades pre-K through 5th grade have until October 11th, and older students grades 6th through 12th have until November 4th to get their routine vaccinations done. All students now have until January 3rd to get a COVID vaccination. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. 105 Saturday morning, the teen involved in the frightening Beltway sniper sh- killings that took place 20 years ago has won an appeal this week over his sentence for six murders in Montgomery County. The Maryland Appeals Court ruled Lee Boyd Malvo's sentence of multiple life terms without the possibility of parole may violate his Eighth Amendment constitutional right. That's because laws have changed in the 20 years since he was sentenced to say a juvenile can't be given life without parole unless the court rules he's incapable of remorse or rehabilitation. Since the sentencing judge didn't say that in the ruling, the appeals court decided Malvo should be resentenced. They had no opinion on what the sentence should be. In the grand scheme of things, a new sentence may not make any difference. Malvo's already serving multiple life terms in Virginia for sniper killings there. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. Police have this week identified the suspect wanted in connection to a fatal shooting in a Hyattsville food court mall happening on August 18th. Now they just need to find him, they say. Prince George's County has officially charged 33-year-old Stephen Edward Jones this week of D.C. He is accused of killing 20-year-old Darian Herring of Hyattsville. Police say the shooting occurred after an argument apparently between the two men at the mall at Prince George's. Hyattsville man was pronounced dead at the food court mall police, by mall police after shots rang out. A $25,000 reward is being offered this morning for information leading to an arrest in this case. It's 106. There was another bomb threat at Howard University this week. Friday morning, the school now sending a message to those behind it. It's what the university's president, Wayne A.I. Frederick, called terrorism in a letter to the Howard community. The second bomb threat this week and eighth this year. The east and west towers on the main campus were evacuated. D.C. police and the university's Department of Public Safety conducted a search before giving the all clear. Safety is our number one priority. Ariel Triplett is the director of emergency management and safety for the university. The best opportunity is, is, is to be prepared ahead of time, know your evacuation routes, listen to the directions of leadership, and then working with each other. Frederick stressing the university's response to the failed intimidation of threats is an ongoing effort. Melissa Howell, WTO. News. Learning more this week about what led to Tuesday stabbing locally of a man and woman on a platform at Metro Center Station. According to charging documents in this case, the man and woman are a couple, and they say that 
Antoine Turner made unwanted romantic moves toward the woman. That led to an argument, apparently, which escalated, and Turner pulled out a knife, stabbing the man and cutting the woman. The man is still hospitalized in critical condition this weekend. Metro Transit Police arrested Turner the next day at his job at Sweet Green Restaurant on I Street Northwest. Turner telling police he only said hello to the woman, and the man became aggressive, telling him that she was his girl. Turner says he stabbed the two in self-defense because he was afraid he was going to be attacked. It's 107 on WTOP Traffic and Weather coming up. Moments. They surround us, intersecting every day, every instant.